Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Praise God and welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries.com. Shalom to you. We'll say hello to Sister Shay out of Alabama, my homegirl. God bless you. I want to say good evening to all of my members, my brothers in Christ worldwide. We are an apostolic internet radio station. We are non-denomination. We are not affiliated with any Baptist church, Catholic church, Presbyterian. We are not a prosperity doctor. Thou money coming unto me now. That's nowhere in the Bible. That's foolishness. And a lot of people are lacking the word of God. I've been on air for 15 years. We are Sabbath keepers. The Sabbath is now over. Jesus is Lord of Sabbath. We are pro-Israel. Jesus is from Israel. Our Savior is from Israel. Jesus of Nazareth. And I've been to Israel and transformed myself as I went to Israel and found out that the Sabbath is the day of rest. We are not seven-day Adventists. It's in the Bible. The Roman Catholic Church did that. But what I want to bring to you is the struggles that we have uh, on life. And we need to really thank the Lord Jesus Christ for his mercy and for his grace. We'll be dealing with the ministry of deliverance with demons also. But in order to get to that part, we have to make sure that you know that we have flesh and all have sinned and all have came short of the glory of God. There is no perfect human being on earth. So if any preacher tells you he's the holy one, he's a, he's a lie. Tell a damn lie because he's not. Uh, ain't no such thing as no holy father. Stop looking at, up under these preachers. Stop looking up to them. They knew them were taking your money. They're not teaching the word of God. Stop it. Learn the word of God for yourself. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost, and who went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil. Lord, use me as your oracle. I bind every satanic force in the name of Jesus. Your word says in Matthew 18, 18, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bind in heaven, and whatsoever that you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We loose the power of God. We bind the satanic forces in the atmosphere, the spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience, Ephesians 2, 2. And we ask that the angels come forth to protect this ministry. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contempting about the body of Moses, does not bring in any written accusation, but said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Satan, the Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for your mercy, and we thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I really want to share something that's very serious tonight. All of the sermons that we have are serious. But, you know, we're not on this earth that long. And (laughs) as the Lord was dealing with me in some areas of my life, and as I began to see people every day we 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 live is like we're never gonna die but i want to say something and i want to share with you how serious it is that we need to know who christ is in our life we're not talking about no religion okay we're not talking about no baptist church that can't save you no episcopalian church that can't save you 
no Baptist church, no Catholic. I was former Roman Catholic, and I'm out of that mess. We're not talking about Creflo Dollar. He can't save you. I know he can't save you. We ain't talking about T.D. Jakes. He's an inspirational teacher. Piss and dung, 2 Kings 18.27. No Joel Osteen. Everything's easy. No, the Lord did not promise it's going to be easy for nobody. Uh, he didn't promise that. But I will say this here. We teach strictly Scripture. So please get the King James Version and write this stuff down. In James chapter 4, verse 14, the Word of God says, Wherein ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor, V-A-P-O-U-R, a vapor that appeared for a little time and then vanished away. We're gone. We're not going to be here that long. Sin lies at the door for all of us. Satan hates mankind, okay? The field kill and destroy john 10 10 jesus came on earth that he might defeat the works of the devil and when he when he says might that's based on you that's based on what you're going to do not on what the lord's going to do he the lord's done his part but what you will do amen now as i teach this word i want to line some things up when i teach I am a biblical teacher. I am not a preacher. Jesus was a teacher. Thank the Lord Jesus for Brother Paul. Lord Jesus of Nazareth, thank you. We got on this thing the other day. We had a Satanist coming to my hell. Satan, thank God for this brother. I love Brother Paul. God bless this brother. I got some help in the comment room. Thank you, Jesus. I can really focus now strictly on the Holy Spirit and not try to block people. You'll be amazed when I'm teaching how people come up against this. Again, we are not a prosperity ministry. That is not in the Bible. Prosperity ministry, it is not in the Bible. Thou money coming unto me will send you straight to hell. T.T. Jakes is not a preacher to me he doesn't cast out demons he don't do anything but just talk now i'm gonna say something about the african-american church i'm african-american i can care less you need to stop playing religion and stop believing these pastors telling you to give you a, a sacrificial offering that ain't in the bible you're required to make tithes and offering love this day pastors appreciation day none of that's in the bible None of that is in the Bible. So what I'm going to do is to say words that bears record in heaven. The word of God bears record in heaven. Scriptural basis. We are a scriptural based ministry. First John 5, 7. It reads, for there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, that's God. That ain't got nothing to do with T.T. Jakes or Creflo Dollar. He don't bear record. I'm on them because it's pitiful to see African-American running in there into these churches thinking that you're going to have a God that's going to just pull money out of heaven. Well, money is the root of all evil if you do it wrong. Yes, you need it to pay bills, but you don't come to Christianity based on what God's going to give you. He's going to save your soul from hell and it's amazing to see so many people get caught up in false doctrine. 
But tonight we're coming from what's written in heaven and what the Bible says. Here it says, but there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, that's God. The Word, that's what I'm coming from right now. The Word. The Word of God bears record in heaven. Not the Baptist church. Not the Lutheran church. The Word of God. And the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. So you may say, where is Jesus? Well, do you know that Jesus is the Word? In the beginning was the Word. In John 1.1. And then in John 1.14 it says, and the Word became flesh. So Jesus is the Word. Now, I want you to know that the Word of God is what's going to judge us. God's Word is going to judge us. And we really need to know the Word of God. And it really hurts me to see Christians call themselves Christians don't even know the Bible. And this is why people get bamboozled or, or being bewitched by Joel Osteen, Creflo Dollar, Jesse DePlantis, nothing but a mess. And uh, it needs to stop. And you cannot allow people to lead you and not study the Bible for yourself. Second Peter, Second Timothy 2.15 says, Study thy self-approval, a workman who not need to be ashamed, but rightly correcting the word of truth. Amen. You want the word of God to bless you. Now, we are talking about the struggles. Now, the apostle Paul says in the book of Ephesians 6.12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against spiritual principalities in high heavenly places. Our problems are not people. They are demons. They are Satan and the host. Our problem on earth is our flesh, and that's for all of us. In Genesis 4-7, the scripture says that sin lied at the door, and sin separates us from the Lord. Thank God that Jesus Christ died on earth. Lord, have mercy. For God so loved the world, John 3.15, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall have eternal life. And the reason why I keep hitting these prosperity ministries, because I get people call me throughout the day that's really messed up with these prosperity teachers. I had a lady, I told a lady, don't do it. I cannot give her her name. Uh, I can give the state. She told me it's okay to give the state, but not her name to protect her. And this lady, the pastor told her to give her three months of her mortgage payments. And then the six months, you get it tripled. That lady lost her house. I don't do that here. Okay? That's, that's wrong. And there is a lot of error out here. And the Bible warns us about the spirit of error. In 1 John 4, 6, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. God's word is truth and every man a liar. So what is this struggle? that we have that opens up the doors to demonic spirit. We all have struggles. And this is why we're not able, supposed to be able to judge nobody. 
I get many people come to me, they confess their fault. I don't judge them about their sin because I got to deal with minds. The Bible says, judge not, yes, that ye be judged. For the same measures you judge another, the Father in heaven shall judge you also, Matthew 7, 1. We don't want to do that. What we want to do is to show you that the Lord understands you. I want to give you comfort tonight. I want to give you hope. I'm not here to tear you down. The most powerful commandment is to love one another. And when Jesus got on that cross or on the tree, Galatians 3.13, God had to turn his back on his son to allow sin to come upon him. And he did that for us. So don't forget now, we're like a vapor. We're here and we're gone. Okay? Let's, let's keep that in our spirit. We are like a vapor, so while we're here, we got to get it right. Because there will be judgment. And especially for me, it will be harder for me to get to the kingdom of heaven than anybody else. Because I'm teaching the Bible. That's why I'm coming straight out the scripture. Because those who teach shall be judged more stricter. Our problem on earth is the demonic spirits and is also sin. Now, where did that come from? It didn't come from your mother or your father. It came from the first mother and father of all of us, Adam and Eve. Jesus became the second Adam. So this, I want to give you hope tonight in your struggles. There are many people that are struggling with different things. I'm not here to down nobody. I'm not here to beat nobody upside the head. I'm here to love you, and I'm here to tell you that the Lord understands you with his mercy and compassion. God says that the goodness of God bringeth man to repentance. And I pray that I have some insight to give you some encouragement of tonight about the things that we all struggle is with sin. Sin is a me-first, self-pleasing attitude of the heart, which denies God's authority to direct our lives and our world. Sinful actions such as blasphemy, evil thoughts, cussing people out, anger, it produces corruption from the heart. There are two root sins. One is pride. Did you know that pride was the first sin? Satan. Pride was the first sin. It wasn't Adam and Eve. Satan wanted to tell God he's going to run his, his heaven, and Jesus said, no, you're not. He got kicked out of heaven. Pride and other unbelief. Pride is evidence of an attitude in which demands the arrogant and denies his need for God. And there are so many people that I have encountered through 14 years of my life that really don't even know the word of God. It's impossible to be a Christian without knowing the Bible. And what, what this means a lot to me because I was Catholic all my life. And I didn't know nothing about no scripture. Here I am saying, Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sins now and our death. Amen. God, through his mercy, he, he, Hebrews 4.16, has given us mercy through our sins. He understands our struggles. And I want to give you a blueprint of that so that you can come to Christ, get saved by accepting him as your Lord and Savior. Getting saved is not going to some church, joining the pastor, take your hand and send you in the back and fill your form out, and then they'll work the daylights out of you. They'll give you ministry, cleaning, and the choir. Those are works. Faith without works is dead. 
There's nothing wrong with that if you, as long as you do it as to the Lord. But that's not salvation. God wants us to also to be teachable. Now, I want you to know that God gives us a responsibility. And our responsibility is to work out our own salvation. That's not the pastor's responsibility. That is your responsibility. Jesus has done everything for us, everything. The Lord wants us to work out our salvation every day. In the book of Philippians, chapter 2, and it says obligations to Christians. Obligations to Christians in Philippians 2.12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. And then it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I'm asking you tonight to work out your salvation daily. Don't look at nobody else. Look at you tonight. Let the word of God show you your problem. First Thessalonians 4.11 says, make it an aberration to lead a quiet life and to tend to your own business and work of your own hands. Take your hand. And make your fingers make war to the devil. Psalms 144, verse 1. But we have some responsibilities that we must do. But before we get into that, I want you to know that Satan wants to hinder us. Please turn to 1 Thessalonians 2.18. Let me say this again. Satan wants to hinder us. Most people don't even know anything about Satan. I had a lady say, don't, no, 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 no. I didn't call her nothing about the devil. I said, well, that's your enemy. <laughs> that, that's your enemy. She said, no, 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 no. And, and I don't hear nothing about the devil. And the lady hung up. Perfect love drives out all fear. Second Timothy 1, 7, for God have not given us the spirit of fear. We should not have to fear the devil. We should have authority over him and recognize that he's the one that tempts us. He's the tempter. The Bible says he entices us in James 1.14, enticed. Now, God knows that. Now, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18, it says, Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan, S-A-T-A-N, hindered us. Well, how does the devil hinder us? Well, we give him the opportunity to hinder us when we don't give in and submit ourselves to the Lord. All of us are guilty. I'm the worst of all. I don't even like to be called apostle, pastor. Just call me Brother Edmund. I don't, I've been an apostle. That, that's sent one. That's suffering. I'm just an ordinary man that wants to get the gospel out, that wants people to know who God is. Now, let me say this here. If you don't know the Lord, and if you're new to this radio station, I would like to tell you about a man that can really help you, Jesus of Nazareth. Now, we are an advocate supporter of Derek Prince Ministries. If you really want to grow in the things of God, 
We have Derek Prince. You can go to YouTube and type in Derek Prince, but we have all of his archives. You can go to www.livedeliverance.com, and you can hit Derek Prince YouTube, and he's on right now, 24 hours a day, Derek Prince Ministries. He's been a blessing to me. Uh, we, they don't have teachers like that, that, that anymore. They don't have pastors that preach the Bible and teach the gospel like that anymore. These pastors are pathetic. They're all about money. And God will definitely deal with them. But for you, study. Now, the struggle that we have is our flesh. And also, demonic spirits work in cohesiveness with the flesh. Let me give you an example of this in James chapter 1. Please go to the book of James. Like I say, write this down. We have a lot of scripture tonight. I don't know how long I'm going to be on, but I have a lot to cover uh, about this uh, situation that we have as struggles on the earth. In the book of James chapter 1, verse 14, it says something very interesting. It also says the source of sin. And in James 1.13, it says, Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempt he any man. I was listening to uh, Joe Osteen says, If you sow a seed, you loan money to God. That's not in the Bible. God owes no man nothing. How are you going to sow a seed and, uh, and, and say, Lord, I'm going to give this money to you. You're going to owe that back to me. The Bible says you are bought with a price. Jesus paid the price for us, and we shouldn't get caught up in that type of doctrine. In James 1.14, it says, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust, L-U-S-T. Now watch this, and enticed, E-N-T-I-C-E-D. The enticed is the devil. I struggled many years when I got out of the military. I was so messed up. Crack cocaine, heroin. Thank God that I got delivered from that. And there's nothing that the Lord can't deliver you from. Nothing. When we believe in Jesus, all things are possible for him that believe it. But as Christians, we have a responsibility to do something. Now, the struggle that we have to give you a good testimony is that the Lord understands it because he lived in the flesh himself. He was tempted of all forms of temptation in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. When the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was tempted and he understands everything that we go through. But we have something called the flesh, and this is our problem. <laughs> it's a serious problem with all of us. Every human being on this earth has this problem. I don't care who you are, all of us. The conflict that we have is a conflict between the spirit and the flesh. That's the war that all of us go through. In the book of Galatians, chapter 5, 
verse 16, the word says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I have found out that people don't know how to walk in the Spirit because they've not been taught that in the church. They haven't been taught that. They've been taught leadership conference, singles day, pastor's appreciation day. That ain't in the Bible. Mother's day, first lady day, anniversary. All these are nothing but forms to get people's money. I don't do none of that. I don't want anybody appreciating me. I want you to appreciate Jesus of Nazareth. Now, the scriptures says again in Galatians 5:16, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. Here here's the key so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. See, we have to be led of the Spirit, and that means that our Spirit has to lead us. Now, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, the Scripture says you have a body, mind, soul, and spirit. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. That is what's supposed to be leading us. But if we haven't been taught that, if we haven't been taught that, it becomes not a fact. Now, before I lay this out, I felt led in my spirit to give you a testimony of how I got messed up in sin thinking that I was doing right. The Roman Catholic Church that I came out of, I would see the priests do communion, and then after the communion, they have bingo, and he's smoking and drinking and cussing and doing all this thing, and then the nuns going upstairs, and I'm like, what is this? And I, my mama would carry me to uh, go with her so she can be with her bar friend or my father, and I'm sitting there, I'm young, and I'm seeing this. And then my father would carry me to go see his girlfriend. Now imagine a young man seeing that and being in the Catholic church, seeing the priest doing the same thing my mother and father did. In Lamentations 5, 7, the scripture says, our fathers have sinned, we bore their iniquity. So I grew up in an environment, sin, worship, and sin together. What did that do to me? It made me commit sin and not think nothing about it. I said, well, the priest did it. My mama did it. But I guess it was okay. You see, when you get the wrong doctrine, it'll mess you up. But thank God for his mercy and for his grace for all of us and to be able to come to the knowledge that that's not the way to live. And the apostle Paul gives us the struggle. I have to teach this because when we start moving into deliverance, that's when we can start really understanding the concept of what I'm saying about this flesh. Have you ever seen uh, a bird that eats dead things? Uh, what's the name of this bird? It eat anything. Um, 
what's the name of this bird? Hawk. Uh, uh, Brother Sammy, what's that bird that eat everything dead? Is it a vulture? Yes. Thank you, Brother Sammy. It's a vulture. It's a thank you, brother. It's it's a vulture, and our flesh is like a vulture. It chews up sin, and when we're dealing with this type of sin, it opens up the doors to demons. Now Paul tells us, and even in the book of Genesis, that sin lies at the door, and if it lies at the door, we all could be susceptible to this thing. Paul understood this struggle. Christians deal with this. So let's look at this journey in the book of Romans, chapter 7. And we're going to go to Romans 7, verse 14. This scripture chapter means a lot to me. Because when I was on heroin, I thought I could never get off of it. And I did. The Lord d- delivered me from it. I was snorting here, and I wasn't shooting up. I was snorting it. And uh, I-, I was on crack cocaine, running from the demons, just running. Uh, so much rejection in my life, so much uh, really confusion from seeing uh, the Christian worship as a Catholic and then the priest doing his thing and then my mother carried me to these places, and I'm, I'm thinking that this is the right way to live. Well, if mama do it, it should be okay. See, that's, that, this is how the devil gets us. Now, this may not have happened to some of you all, but it happened to me. And that's when I found out I was struggling so much justifying those type of lies that the devil gave me. But we all somewhere are dealing with some type of sin, and I want to give words of encouragement to you. The Apostle Paul says this in Romans 7.14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. Now, when we're carnal, we can't get above that. Now, when you mean carnal, the Apostle Paul also makes a statement to carnality in the book of Corinthians. And in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians Chapter 3, verse 3 says, For ye not ye carnal, or for ye are yet carnal, King James, for ye are yet carnal, for where there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal, and walk as men. Don't be carnal. Anything that brings division is not of God. I am not a Democrat. I am not a Republican. I am none of it, not even independent, none of it, because politics separates Christians. Satan separates Christians. Philosophy separates Christians. Nothing should separate you from the love of God. The Apostle Paul makes a powerful statement when he says, for that which I do, in Romans 7, 15, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, I read that over years and years and years ago, 
I said, this is why I'm dealing with cocaine. This is a struggle. I don't want to do it, and I'm doing it. And then I kept doing this thing, and I felt so bad after I got through doing it. And, I, and I, it's like something's making me do it again. That's when it's a demon. When a demonic spirit enters into a person, you ain't got no freedom. You're, you're, you're a slave to it. And God does not want us to be a slave to anything. The Lord, it hurts him to see us being a slave to sin. God doesn't want that. And the devil knows that. In Romans 6, 6, it says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Might, that's based on you, might. That, henceforth, we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more death, had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he lived, he lived unto God. So we don't have to live into that. And then he said something very interesting in Romans 6, 11, Likewise, reckon ye also yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore ring in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the loss therefore. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead, as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Watch this now. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. Now, watch this. This is me in my life when I had this heroin problem. In Romans 6.16, know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether unto sin, unto death, or unto obedience as unto righteousness. See, when we yield ourselves to Christ, the Lord has to give us a lot of grace to change these things because you're not going to change overnight. And the Lord has given us grace in time of need. Why he gives us grace? Well, I think he died. I think he walked on this earth for three and a half years. So he understands all of us. I don't care whether you're from Jamaica, Israel. I don't care purple, black, white. Ain't no color in Christ. Sin is sin. And the, and the Lord has given us provisions to get out of it, but we haven't been taught it. I know I wasn't. I didn't learn this stuff until I was in my late 40s, and I'm 62 years of age. Now, let's go back to Romans, because what I want you to do is to assure you that if you hang with the Lord, don't quit. Don't give up. You may have a sin that you're struggling with. I had a gentleman called me he was 375 pounds it went up to 450 and he was having a problem with gluttony and people was laughing at him and stuff and I just the Lord said love the man I didn't beat the man upside the head 
Some may have a problem with uh, gluttony. Some people may have a problem with lying. Some people may have a problem with stealing. It's all sin. There's no big sin or little sin. You know, and people always be beating people upside here where he committed fornication. But that's spiritual fornication, even worse is physical fornication. Even Derek Prince says legalism is worse than fornication. So all sin is unto death, and God knows that. And the Lord understands this. This is why Paul gives us the struggle. So I want to encourage you, whatever that you are dealing with, you can get out of it. You may have to fast. You may to, and make sure that you confess your sins to the Lord. I don't care what you do. If we confess our fault, he is just and able to forgive us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. Doesn't make how many times go and ask God to forgive you if you're struggling. I would get on that heroin man, and I was like, oh, my God, why am I doing this? And that demon would pull me to it. And I didn't even want to do it. And some of you may not have the heroin problem. But whatever problem, I don't want to call out no particular sins on nobody. I don't want to say this thing because I have to say all the sins. But whatever you're dealing with, I don't care what it is, God can help you. And God can heal you if you let him and if you desire to change. He has provided us with tools to defeat the enemy. In Romans 7, verse 15, he says, For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would that do, I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. That's in all of us. We Ain't nobody righteous but Christ. He's a righteous man. He's a holy father. No, he's not. The Dalai Lama. Lord have mercy. Kissing a little boy with his tongue. That's wicked. The Dalai Lama. That's not salvation through the Dalai Lama. Islam doesn't bring salvation. There's no name whereby man can be saved but the name of Jesus. Acts 4.12. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that is in me, that is in my flesh, what is no good thing for to will is present with me but how to perform that which is good I find not for the good that I would I do not but the evil which I would not that I do and when I read this many years ago I said I found my problem and then I heard Derek Prince reemphasize it on casting down strongholds and boy, did that open up a different understanding uh, in my life. And I thank God who delivered me from heroin. For the good that I would, I do not. Romans 6.19. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that 
I do. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. It's sin that dwells in us. I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Those demons, they're going to be right there. They're going to hope you don't ask God to forgive you. You know, the worst thing can happen to us when we sin is that we don't go ask God. I hear people call me, well, uh, Brother Emmett, I, uh, I just want to get it together before I come to the, to the Lord. I say, well, how are you going to get together without him? But I'm committing this sin, and I really straighten it out. I say, you can't, you don't have control over that sin. Only God, through his grace, can help you with that. And some people really believe that they could do this without Christ. Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. The only person that can help us with sin and overcome sin and become Christ-like is the Lord Jesus of Nazareth himself. Then the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 7, verse 20, now if I do that, I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me, I find it in law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inner man. Now, the inner man is what we need to strengthen ourselves to deal with sin, the inner man. That's the spirit of God in us. Now, if the spirit is weak, it can't overcome the flesh. The Bible says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. How can we have success over the flesh? How can we have success with the devil or over the devil and conquer him? Only one way, through God's written word. There's no other way. Let me give you an example. This is very basic I got to do this because this telethon, we're going into deliverance and de demonology, which is the study of deceit. But I need to show you before we go, go there that this flesh of ours will, don't want to submit. It is a rebel. Derek Prince calls it a rebel, Dr. Derek Prince. He called it a rebel. And it is a rebel. And as I begin to uh, study this, the Lord showed me something, and I never saw it before. I said, you know, it's amazing how you can receive things and, and read it and don't never see it. But when the Lord revealed this to me, it opened up a revelation to me. Don't do what Adam and Eve did if you make a mistake. I'm not here to beat nobody up. I'm going to show you the mistake that Adam and Eve did, and I don't want you to do it. That's why God has it in the Bible. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, 
but of the fruit of the trees which is in the midst of the garden. God has said, ye shall not eat of it. Neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now, I'm not here to talk about Adam and Eve. I'm here to show you something. But let's keep reading. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. See, the devil always put thoughts enticed, entices us to do something that is contrary to Scripture. But if you don't have the spirit in you, which is the word of God, to quicken you to certain things, it's a struggle for all of us. I find myself sometimes get frustrated. That's sin. I teach my heart out. Barely get income. And the Lord told me, it, it's not you. It's the devil that's trying to block what I'm doing. Now watch this now. For God does know that in the day ye shall therefore then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, this is Genesis 3, verse 6, and a tree to be desired to make one's wise, which is temptation, she took of the fruit therefore and did eat, and gave also her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both was open, and they knew that they were naked. And they shoot fig leaves together and made themselves apron. Now watch this. See, this is what God does not want us to do. If you commit a sin or if you fall, don't run away from God. That's what the devil wants you to do. Run to him. Watch this now. Genesis 3, 7. And the eyes of them both was open. And they knew that they were naked, and they showed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Now watch this, verse 8. Now Ezekiel 11:5 says, God knew all of your thoughts. God knew their thoughts. So I want to give this to you so if you make a mistake, and I'm not trying to justify sin. In Romans 6:1 it says, shall we continue in sin? No. But I'm telling you, if you sin and when you sin, because as long as you're on this earth, you're going to commit some kind of sin. I'm sorry. You know, and when you don't commit sin, you need to be in heaven. <laughs> you, you know, not down here, because this is where the struggle at. Verse 8 of Genesis 3, 8. Now watch this. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. Don't do that. Don't hide yourself from God if you commit a sin. Adam and Eve tried to do it, and it didn't work. If they would have repented, I really believe God would have forgiven them, and we wouldn't be in this condition. We are rebels from our first mother and father. Rebels. All of us are. And the Pope, too. And Creflo Dollar. And T.T. Jakes and Jesse DePlantis, and Joel Osteen, all of us are rebels. 3.9. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. That is what God doesn't want you to do. Don't hide yourself from the Lord if you fall into sin. Run to him. Run to him.
come unto me, all who are heaven and laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. It's a it's a trick from the devil. I see so many Christians give up, and they fight in a sinful area. And the Lord has shown me through my life why I had struggled so hard and so long with a particular sin. Because I saw my mother do it. I saw my daddy do it. I saw the priest do it. And that's, you know, and I thought that it was okay. And it took years for the Lord to show me, hey, 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 that's wrong. Don't run away from the Lord when you commit a sin. Please run to him. Please run to him. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where Christ has made us free. Be not again entangled with the yoke of bondage. If Adam and Eve would have went to God, we wouldn't even be in this position that we're in. So God understands these struggles that we have. He understands it. His son lived in the flesh. He was tempted above all temptations. Don't you think he don't understand it? Now, there's no temptation such as common to man, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that God will provide a way for you to get out that temptation. But I'm finding that if we have something in our heart that we like, you have to be honest with the Lord. That will cause problems and struggle. I had given word of knowledge to a person in another country, and I'm seeing that certain Christians with certain religion, this is a Lutheran uh, background a person, uh, and uh, I had a Roman Catholic call me, Lord have mercy, uh, matter of fact, yesterday, and uh, she was in, she told me I give her name in Miami, Florida, and, and she was Catholic. And I said, ma'am, you're praying to demons. What you mean? I said, that's a statue. That's not Jesus. Jesus ain't in no statue. It's a dry thing. Demons love dry places. When an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he enters the dry places, Luke 11, 23 and 24. And I said, you are praying to idols. And sometimes we can be so stubborn that when God is trying to show us something, we want to hold on to our own personal belief. That keeps the sin flowing. That gives the demons a legal right to stay. I say, 1 John 5, 21 says, my dear children, present thyself away from all idols. And she said, I am not getting rid of my statues. I said, well, you're not going to get healed. Four weeks later, called back. She was in a car accident, lost a leg. It took her leg to get lost to understand what I was trying to tell her. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. The Lord will forgive. The Lord is mercy. And the Lord is kind. I was really crying when I was watching Kathleen Coleman the other night. And I said, Lord, I'm, I'm so, you know, just crying my heart out to him, you know, uh, not being condemned, but just thanking God for really protecting me in my ignorance. And God gave me a scripture that I want to give to you if you're struggling with something. I'm not here to tell you to continue to struggle. I'm here to keep you in the will of God as you struggle to get free from your sin. That's really the main purpose before we go into the ministry of deliverance. Now, we're going to be doing this thing throughout the whole day 
the week, tomorrow, and every night at this time because we have people in the West Coast that wants to listen to it. And they got to get the word too. And as I was saying that, the Lord gave me a scripture. And I want to give this to you. Now, there is a person that's listening to me is struggling, struggling with snuff, tobacco, chewing tobacco. God loves you, brother. When we struggle with whatever it is, some of that is open up the door to demonic activity that oppresses you and that holds you to that sin. The Lord knows that. But I got news for you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. That comfort me so much. I want to comfort you tonight. I don't want to beat you upside the head. That's not Christianity. God is love. God loves us. Now, God is a God of anger. God is a God of wrath, too. Now, I'm not trying to make an easy doctrine here because there's nothing easy on this earth. Life is not easy. What I am trying to accomplish is to move the spirit of condemnation away from you so that you can walk in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free. When you are condemned with whatever you've done and keep feeling bad over and over and over and over and over, man, that'll make you feel like you don't, there ain't no hope. And that's what the devil wants. It's, I got him now. I got him. I can keep pounding him. Oh, and then one guy told me, he called me, and he was in uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. He said, well, man, I'm just going to go ahead on and go back to the bar. I said, well, wait a minute now. The Lord forgave you for that. But he really believed that God didn't forgive him. And he felt that there was no hope. There is hope as long as you have breath. As long as you can do that, you got hope. Because what the devil wants to do is to beat you upside the head with your sin. And he can't do that because Jesus paid the price for you. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, he says, There is therefore now no condemnation. Is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Paul has just shown in chapter 7 that the law is powerless to deliver us from the sinful natures and the sinful desires. Paul tells us that the spiritual life freedom from condemnation, victory over sin, and fellowship with God comes through the union with Jesus by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. By receiving and following the Spirit, we are delivered from sin's power and are led onward to final glorification in Christ. The experience is the normal Christian life under the provisions of the gospel. But do they teach this in, in church? No. They don't teach this in church. Do they teach you that the Lord loves you and that the righteous shall fall seven times and get back up? No. Even Peter told Jesus, Lord, how many times uh, 
shall I forgive my brother? And he said, 77 times, 77 times a day. This is why I am patient with people. I've never ministered to a person and beat them upside the head. God, God didn't do me like that when I was on heroin. God didn't do me like that when I was a Roman Catholic praying to Mary. God didn't do me like that when I'm up in the boot with the confession with the priest. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. What is your sin, son? God forgave me through all of that stupidity. Remember, have patience with yourself. And don't judge no human being. Look at yourself. Thank him for his mercy. Thank him for his grace. And do not quit becoming a Christian. What is it that the devil is trying to do to get you to throw yourself off from following Christ? He wants to get you back and making you feel that when you commit a sin, that you're not worthy of God. That's a lie. The Apostle Paul warns us with this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. He says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ have made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. See, the devil put you right back out there again if you feel that God hasn't forgiven you. Now, the Bible says if we confess our fault, then he is just and able to forgive us from all unrighteousness. First John 1 John 1.9. Show me in the Bible where he said, I cut you off from so many amount of sins that you can't come to me on. He ain't never said that. Because God doesn't want any of us to die in our sins. I thank God for his grace. Do you know that grace is the most important thing in the Bible? For by it you are saved by grace, not of your own righteousness, because our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. God has love for us. God cares for us. And God definitely wants us to get away from these things that hinder us. Now, Paul speaks of something in spiritual realm that shows us when we accept Jesus, our spirit doesn't sin, but it gets filthy. And therefore, when we repent, we have to ask God, to forgive us because we are crucified with Christ that's in spirit not in flesh in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 please turn to Galatians I want to encourage you tonight there's a lot of people getting beat up by the devil the Lord has said to me stop that I want you to stop it don't do it do it stop it when you ask the Lord to forgive you, you have to forgive yourself. I've been doing this 14 years. I see the same problem with the same people worldwide. They don't forgive themselves. And when you open up that door to condemnation, I guarantee you, you're going to go right back in sin. Well, go ahead on and, uh, well, you done done it now. You done done it so many times. That's what the devil tell you. Go on back up and do it again. You'll be all right. And then you'll listen to it because you don't have nothing in your spirit. And what he wants to do is to put you back in sin to destroy you and threaten our liberties, threatened by legalism. And legalism don't save nobody. 
The Apostle Paul says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherein Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Satan. He's the one who will hinder you. He's the one who will make you feel bad. He's the one who will make you remind you of that sin. You don't need to tell him to remind you of nothing. You don't need to do that. Tell him to go, Matthew 8.32. Go away from me in the name of Jesus. Once you have confessed that sin to show you how much God's love is, once you have confessed that sin, a lot of people don't realize this. Please turn to Psalms 103.11 and 12. Once have you confessed that sin, this is what happened. As far as the east is from the west, so far had he removed our transgressions from us. That's beautiful. But the devil ain't going to tell you that. Why? He wants you to go back in bondage. He wants to condemn you for what you did, and you will listen to him. And you'll lose the grace that God has given us. Psalms 103 verse 17 says, By the mercies of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. We are not righteous by ourselves. We are righteous by Christ Jesus. God loves us. The spiritual conflict with believers involves the whole person. The struggle is whether they will surrender to the sinful nature and inclinations and again submit to sin's control, or whether they will yield to the spirit demands and continue under Christ's dominion. The Lord wants us to keep with him. The Lord doesn't want to keep us away from him. Do what Adam and Eve did. God in the cool of the day said, where are you? He said, we, you know, we, we put fig trees on stuff. They didn't even say, Lord, we're sorry. They ran away from them. Don't do what Adam and Eve did. This is the purpose for salvation. The tree that Jesus died on is the most powerful thing that God can do for us as man, for humans on this earth. When Jesus hung on that tree, cursed is he who hang it on a tree. Christ became a curse that we may inherit the blessings of Abraham. And see, the devil don't want you to know that. He wants to condemn you. He wants to bring stuff into your mind to make you feel that you're not worthy. I see it all the time, and I see people fade away. Let me close with this. Don't let the devil do that to you. He's a lie. Don't let him bring any thoughts and to remind you of your sin. 
when you have confessed your sin, the Lord don't remember it no more. Why are you still talking about it? People call me and say, well, Pastor, you remember what I did? Such a, I ain't got time to be worried about nobody's sin. I got to deal with mine. You don't either. Deal with yours. Don't let the devil put you under condemnation because that's not good for you. Don't let your fleshly mind have you to have thoughts to feel that God doesn't love you. Ezekiel 38.10 says, Thus says the Lord God, it shall come to pass that at the same time shall things come into thy mind and thou shalt think an evil thought. Don't let that evil thought come into your mind to make you feel unworthy. Now, there are some responsibilities that you have to do in order to change, and it takes time to change. I didn't change overnight. Look how many years I was on heroin. Have you been zapped? Ain't no such thing as being zapped. Sins are pattern in our flesh that the devil used to open up doors to demonic spirits to get in there and to keep that sin and to keep you in bondage until you die. Don't do it. I'm here to comfort you today. But we do have a responsibility by faith is to try to get rid of it and to stand and to continue to keep your eyes on Christ. We were closed with Colossians 3, 1 through 16. If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Because we are on this earth, Christ is above, but yet he lives in us. Greater than he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. 1 John 4, 4. I'm setting this up so that I can keep you in the will of God so you can find out that once we go into the next phase of this teaching, you'll see that, wait a minute, now I got something in me that's got me acting like this. Demons. We'll get to that. But first, I want you to know, to keep you in the will of God, I don't want to make you feel as if God doesn't love you. God loves you. His mercies are new every morning. Set your afflictions on things above, not on things of earth, for you are dead, and your life is hidden in Christ. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil concupiscences, covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. It's a spirit that allows us to continue these sins. What you mean, spirit? Well, let's look at uh, the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 2. Now, this is where the demons come in, and we're going to close and pick up with this teaching tomorrow night at the same time. And then we're going to get into demonology, which is the study of deceit. Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 2, says something very, very interesting. Wherein, in times past, it's, it'll change. Never give up with the Lord. Wherein, in times past, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, 
the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. It is a demonic spirit that's driving you to these certain sins. That's why the Apostle Paul says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against spiritual palaces and high heavenly places. God loves you. We're going to look into the areas of how to get free from this stuff through the ministry of deliverance. And if you have drifted away from the Lord, repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I ask that you forgive me for all of my sins, known and unknown. I believe that Jesus is Lord. Your word says if we confess with our mouth and believe in thy heart that Jesus is Lord, thou shall be saved. But there is no name whereby man can be named, can be saved but the name of Jesus, Acts 4.12. Come into my life. Forgive me for my sins. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Give me you, Lord, in me and me in you, and teach me how to live to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. God is a good God. Don't quit. Don't leave the Lord. He loves you. Don't do what Adam and Eve did. Don't run. Run to God. When I make a mistake, I run to the Lord. Lord, I'm sorry. And when the conviction get over you and you start feeling bad for certain sins, then you know that you call with God. Some people can commit sin and they can just do it and they don't even bother them. But I can't speak about other people. I know what I can do. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. So can you. God bless you. God bless Israel. Monday, we got a powerful teaching coming out of Finland. Uh, Brother Tom, I want to thank Brother Paul for helping me in that room, the chat room. Uh, it's a blessing to have somebody in there when I'm teaching. I had some guy talking about hell, Satan, that comes in this room and it was some foolishness. And uh, it's kind of hard for me to teach when I don't have somebody in the comment room. I thank him for that. God loves all of you. I want to give you words of encouragement. Never quit. Never quit. Never quit. When you get an overwhelming desire or craving to commit a sin, I guarantee it ain't you. It's demons. We're going to talk about that on our next half tomorrow. God willing, at 1130 Sunday, you can listen to us at www.livedeliverance.com. We're on 24 hours a day. If you would like to hear any teachings of Derek Prince, we have Derek Prince running right now on our other computer. I'm looking at it right here. We have every sermon that Derek Prince have teached. Thank God for the Derek Prince ministries that God opened up this door for me. I'm not a, a prosperity pastor. I took a pastor off from Jamaica when he got on air on my radio station and said, send him $190 
for three scriptures to be healed from the COVID virus. I took him off so fast. I am not a prosperity minister. I don't teach that. It's not biblical. We're going to do a deep teaching on that in the future on, on this prosperity doctrine. It don't work like that. Did you know that the Bible says, seek not to become rich? That's right. The Bible says that, and I'm going to hit that because after we do this teaching, we're going to really go into this prosperity thing. Proverbs 23, 4 says, seek not to become rich. Do you see Creflo Dollar casting out demons? Because when you deal with the ministry of deliverance, you come under attack. I come under oh, tremendous attack. To teach the truth is a price. To teach a lie is profitable because the devil will definitely give you all the money in the world to teach people a lie. I can't do it. I can't do it. I want to thank Brother Paul for helping me financially, Brother brother Tommy, Brother Sammy Olsley, Sister Durden. Very few people, but they help. Why don't you be part of the ones that keep this radio ministry on air? We're not here. I'm not, I don't need no jet. I'm very happy and content with my 2001 four tires. The Bible said, be content in such things that you have. Remember now that you're a vapor. You're not here that long. And you don't want to be in hell thinking that you're going to go to heaven because hell is not made for humans. It is made for the devil. We're going to talk about what defiles us, what defiles a man, our heart. Ask God to change our heart. Only God can do that. Create in me a new heart. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Please sow a seed to keep us on air. If it wasn't for the minor people that I know, man, I thank God for them, and I pray that God bless them in everything they do. And when I get my disability that they owe me on back pay, I doubt if I even ask for an offering because I wouldn't need it. And I'll take the offering and bless it. Now, if any of you Christians out there pray for Ukraine, and tell some of your prosperity pastors to give some money to Ukrainians. It's pitiful that uh, these churches over here in America take it all your money. They don't do nothing for you at all. Well, we don't do that. Pray for Ukraine. Pray for the Ukrainian people. We pray for this nation that this war ends. It is wrong for Russia to go in there and to mess with them Ukrainians. Leave them alone. Pray for the peace of Israel. We are living in last days. Violence is throughout the earth. When Christians take up a political view and use that more than Jesus and believe in any unsaved human being, because neither one of them, no politician can do anything for you, but Jesus, only Jesus of Nazareth, his word. I didn't say no church building. Please stay away from these dead pastors. Start studying the Bible for yourself. Please, study the Bible for yourself. Very imperative that you do that. You don't want to go not knowing what is in the Bible. Ephesians 3, 4 says, whereby when you read Isaiah 34, 16, 16 Isaiah 34, 16 tells us to seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the, the Word of God. Have a personal relationship with the Word of God, not the church. 
Amen? The church is us. And before I close, the church never started in no, in no building. It was Jesus went in the synagogue. The apostle Paul, the Bible says for four years he rented out a house and preached in, in Acts 28, 30, and 31. The Holy Spirit was in an upper room. It wasn't in no building, in no church, in an upper room in Acts chapter 2. An upper room, also Acts chapter 1, verse 13. The Bible says that the church is in our house in Phenomion 1, 2. And we're in your home at church now because where there are two or more gathered, therefore I am in the midst. There is someone who having headaches. There's a person having tense headaches. I'm, hear, I'm hearing a, sleep, uh, a person having problems sleeping. Uh, there is someone who has uh, uh, swelling in their ankle. There's swelling in someone's ankle. There's a lot of people that can't get rest, and there's a lot of people who are worrying. If you are a Christian, worrying is a sin. The Bible says, cast your care upon him, for he cared for you. Don't worry. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not into thy own understanding. I've been through tremendous trials this week. Air condition went out, teaching. The devil was telling me, well, where is Jesus at now? How come he ain't helping you? Why don't you teach prosperity? I'm not doing that. I'd rather just teach in the heat. I kept teaching. I kept teaching. The Lord opened up a door for me. I cut yards with pins in my back. I did what I had to do. The Lord sent an offering with me to help me. I thank the Lord because it takes money to run a radio station. I have sacrificed my personal home. But God sees that. I'm not trying to get brownie points for people. I'm doing this because I love Christ. The Bible says, whatever you do, do wholeheartedly as unto the Lord, not the man, Colossians 3, 17 and 23. And God brought me through out of all of them and still is going to bring me through. I got a pipe that's broke. I go turn it off in the front and use my military training to keep me going. God's met my needs with my air condition, fixed my O2 sensors, and he will fix my, my, my pipes. We have to trust in him. We can't put no trust in nothing but the word of God. Heaven and earth and everything's going to pass. That word is not going nowhere. Be patient. Wait on the Lord. Trust him. And I guarantee that he will come through. If you would like to give to this ministry, please go to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand corner of the icon, we have a PayPal. So seed. We're in much need. And for the past 14 years, God has always met the needs of this ministry. The devil tries to hinder us. I have sacrificed my personal life, my personal home and everything for the gospel. I'm not doing it for brownie points. I'm doing it because I'm trying to get to heaven. And God will reward you for whatever you do to his kingdom. I'm not Jesse DePlanis. I'm not asking for a Mercedes. I'm not asking for an airplane. If you can sow five, six, seven dollars, the Bible says despise not small things. You'd be surprised at what a small amount of money can do to whom much is given, much is required. And believe me, through 15 years of this, I have learned how to use God's money wisely. It takes about $1,100 to pay Internet bills that you don't even see, light bills, Primecast, GoDaddy Technical, AT&T, AT&T Internet. AT&T Technical Services. It takes a lot. And I thank uh, Brother Paul for donating 
the computers we got, we don't have no need for that. We got computers running, turning them off. I thank that brother. I thank Sammy Olsey. I thank all those who have helped us and those who haven't be part of it. And if you sow a seed, I can't tell you that you're going to be lending something to God. I can't. That's a lie because the gold belongs to God and the riches are his. God has established wealth that he may bless us. Deuteronomy 8.18. This is not Creflo Dollar. This is not Joel Osteen. This is live deliverance internet radio. This is the gospel unadulterated, preached by the Holy Ghost, moved by the power of God, by signs and wonders. God bless you. Again, go to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand side of the icon, you have a PayPal. Or you can go to www.livedeliverance.com and sow a seed on GoFundMe. Shalom to you. We're going to move into the Ministry of Deliverance tomorrow. This is a seminar. We will continue these teachings, and we will continue teaching at 1130 for a while because we have people in the West Coast that's not getting blessed. So that means I have to sleep and get up and do this. We'll be back on air Tuesday at 12 o'clock. I'll be teaching live out of Finland, and Monday we'll be teaching live out of Finland, but our Finnish brother will be speaking strictly in Finnish. I'll be along with him, be praying in tongues as he teach, but Tuesday we'll be going back to generational curses out of the nation of Finland. We also have a Ukrainian brother from New York City. We're working on getting the gospel out to Ukraine. Pray for the Ukrainians. Pray for the Ukrainians. Pray for Israel. Pray for the repentance of this nation. Pray that Christians come together and not let no Republican Party or Democratic Party or none of these parties can't do nothing for you. Only one person can do something for you. Is Jesus Christ. Joe Biden can't do nothing for you. Barack Obama can't do nothing for you. And definitely Donald Trump can't do nothing for you. Can't do nothing, do nothing for you. Nobody but Jesus of Nazareth. Him alone can bless you, protect you, and keep you in perfect peace. Shalom and God bless. We want to thank those who listen to us here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. God bless you, and have a wonderful evening. Brother Sammy, I'm going to call you as soon as I get off. Time I hang up. All right, brother. Talk to you later. All right, God bless.